What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Till your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a leadership coach, founder of Next Level Coaching, chief of staff, and an author. Please welcome Emily Sander. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm excited for this conversation. So you are another one of what I like to call like a corporate refugee. <laughs> yes, exactly. I had somebody on the show once and they were like, oh, I like that. That's really good. So you kind of c- created your own business around experience that you've had within corporate. Can you kind of tell us like what was your aha moment? Like you got to move out of transition, out of corporate into doing coaching in chief of staff and becoming an author. Yes. So there was a period of time where I was career focused, running on the hamster wheel. I like to say the corporate hamster wheel. I was very good at it. I ran very fast and very hard and got pretty far. But um, at some point I looked around and I was like, is, is this it? You know, that question. And and I was like, let me shove that away because I don't want to answer that. I don't like the answer. Yeah. But it was kind of that sensation when you're driving somewhere and you get there and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. And you know you were there because you were driving, but you don't remember it. And I thought, you know, I could easily do this for another two, three decades and have my life fly by. And so I took time to reflect and said, let me pump the brakes here. Yeah. What do I enjoy most about all the companies and at all the roles that I've been in? And it was the coaching aspect, you know, the mentorship, the management, the leadership aspect. And I said, okay, if I can wake up and do just that all day long, I would be, you know, I wouldn't work a day in my life and I would be serving people and contributing. And so once I put those together, I was like off to the races. I love that serving people. I think that we all have this need to serve others and to make a positive impact. Do you feel that your experience in corporate set you up for success in starting your coaching business? Oh, for sure. And I love my I, my corporate career. And I had a great time there. I learned so much just about markets and industries and business. And I met so many cool people. Um, but absolutely, I, I coach uh, early executives in business and career transition. I coach chiefs of staff. So certainly my background in uh, in corporate world uh, helps. Yeah. What is the difference by um, coaching someone in like chief of staff versus like someone who's not? Yeah. So chief of staff is kind of one of those People have heard about it, but they're not quite sure what it is. So maybe you've heard about it with the president of the United States. They have a chief of staff. Oh, yeah. Um, In business, it's kind of like there's a couple analogies I use. It's the Swiss Army knife of the leadership team. It's the SWAT team member you send in. um, And it's basically you can do anything from giving the CEO a shoulder to cry on and then also smacking them upside the head with the figurative two by four when they need it. So you're basically the right hand uh, partner to the CEO and strategic advisor to the executive leadership team. So no chief of no one chief of staff is the same as another. And it just depends on the company, the company stage, the makeup of the leadership team. But you're basically making sure the CEO and leadership team are focused on the top priorities. And then you help translate those decisions about the top priorities into the actual tactical execution in the business. Ooh, tactical execution. So that's a very real integral part. What type of organizations or businesses would have a chief of staff? Yes. So I can make an argument for all organizations. I would say 
Um, if you're literally just starting where you have like two or three people, you probably don't need a chief of staff at that point. However, if you get to 510, you are at the point where you're having to coordinate a whole bunch and probably prep yourself for the next level of growth, in which case a chief of staff can be very helpful. So a chief of staff in a smaller company like that often serves as the COO as well. So you kind of have a dual role. They do the operations. And then once you get to a point where you need an actual COO, the chief of staff can help hire that person. So that's uh -huh. helpful there. In, for instance, like Microsoft or Amazon or big companies sure. like that, multinational, chief of staff looks very, very different. You're traveling, you're going to satellite offices, you're getting you know, culture pulses on the ground, reporting back to leadership, et cetera, et cetera. And you might have um, several chiefs of staff in that type sure. of organization. So that's actually kind of a, a very um, diverse role then. Absolutely. It was, I had a lot of fun with it because yeah. it was dynamic. I was never bored. I was pretty much doing something completely different every six months. And I, and I liked that. And it, and it pushed me to learn about parts of the business. Like I ran uh, uh, the marketing team for a while. So corporate marketing, product marketing. I got our benefit renewal plan all done. I knew nothing about that going in. We <laughs> hired... Um, we hired a level of uh, of middle managers, and so I had done that before, but we created the role. We hired four people internally. They had never managed someone before, so we got a training program for them. So all of those types of things were just, were just fun. Wow. What would be some good advice for someone that is a chief of staff? Good advice. I would say be adaptable and be proactive. Yeah. So just... Go in with open mind. You have a plan. Having a plan is good. And then know that the plan will change when it yeah. hits something. It's like, oh, we did. We thought we were going this way, and now we're going this way. And that's fine. And I would also say be proactive. So the biggest thing that I coach chiefs of staff on are don't, don't wait for permission. Go and beg for forgiveness if you have to. But most people are going to say, oh, thank you, Emily, for like just making that happen. So yeah. just tee stuff up for your principal. That's this, typically the CEO. And just tee stuff up, make stuff happen. And you're doing your job when no one knows you're doing your job, which is kind of counterintuitive. But when you just yeah. make the trains run on time, get the underlying structure of the business to a point where everything's good to go, then you're doing your job. I love that. So tell us when Next Level Coaching was born and why it was born. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been in business for five, six years now. Um, and I was doing the coaching and my corporate job in parallel for a number of years. So I was coaching, you know, nights and weekends um, and things like that. And about a year, just over a year ago, I flipped over to coaching full time. And I was like, I that was the time to do this. And I set myself up so I, I could do it for a year and then I would have to get some traction to continue to do it. But all of those things happen. So um, I'm I'm I love it. I one of the best decisions I've made. I can tell you I wake up excited for the day, like what I get to do. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy meeting clients. I enjoy speaking to people like you whom I never would have spoken to otherwise. And at the end of the day, at the end of the week, I can sit there and go, I did meaningful work. Like yeah. my, my work made a difference. Oof. That's, it's a really good feeling. It's I a bet. really good feeling. Yeah. No, I, I can agree to you. I can agree with that. And so at what point... Or who is the type of person that would come to you for to work with you as a coach? 
Yeah, there's a couple different profiles. So there's chiefs of staff, existing ones who maybe right. want to get better in their role. Um, there's prospective chiefs of staff who are like, I kind of heard about this, but do I really want to do this? Um, or I've gotten the chief of staff role. Please help me transition into it. I also work with CEOs and other executives who have chiefs of staff on their team. And they're saying, how do I get the most out of this role? Yeah. Um, and then early executives, I say like director, VP, um, senior VP, that type of role who are either looking to get to their next level and be promoted. And they're like, what do I need to do to make it there? Or very commonly, people have just gotten into a new role and they're like, what I did before is not working here. Please help me be successful at this level. Um, so that's one. Then I have a couple of handful of founders and entrepreneurs I work with. Um, and so I help them, especially when they're about to scale. So they've, they've got the proof of concept. Maybe they have a first round of funding, but they've got that inflection point where it's like, oh, I have to scale faster than I've ever had to before. And I don't know how. Wow. So you work with some very like powerful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. You're holding all the power in your hand. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to say like I'm the behind the scenes person. I, I'm totally fine not being out there and being in front of people, but I'm behind the scenes as chief of staff. Um, I was supporting our CEO and leadership team. And then I'm behind the scenes as a coach, just coaching people one-on-one. And then they go and get to, and get to be the hero. I'm like, I'm like Yoda to your Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I like that reference. Um, so is there a common thread between all these people that you notice when they come to you to work with you? I mean, they all want to get better. They're yeah. all driven. They're all ambitious. And they're all willing to do the work because you don't seek a coach right. unless you're trying to uh, improve yourself. So I love, love, love coaching people like that. I've had had a few cases where I partnered with companies and they basically force people to get coaching. That's a different that's yeah. a different tone of a coaching session. I much prefer uh, working with people who are wanting to improve and they they know kind of that they're getting stuck. So they're you know hitting their head on some sort of ceiling and they don't know how to get around that. But they're willing to learn and do the work in order to get to the next level. They just need someone to help them yeah. who's maybe been in business before who's maybe seen this scenario before or has, you know, they're thinking option A or B. And I'm like, there's F, G, Z, blue right. triangle. You know, you have lots of options on the table. Right. So just having a soundboard to, to talk some of those things through can be really helpful. I love that. Um, and what does it look like when someone comes to work with you? Um, do you have like a consultation call? Like just talk about, can you explain that to us? Absolutely. Yes. I offer clients just a free intro call. It's like, super relaxed, not pressuring, no obligation. And I just learn about you and what you're wanting to achieve. And you can ask me any questions about coaching and how a session would work and how a typical engagement works with someone in your situation type of thing. So we just have a quick chat and then um, it's up to them. So balls in their court, if they want to move forward, then they let me know. And if they want to go seek other coaches um, and make sure they have the right fit. I'm absolutely in favor of that. So I'm a great coach. They're a great client and I could be not the right fit for them. So I always say, make sure you speak with a few few coaches and you feel really, really good about the one that you work with. Yeah. I mean, there's enough business out there for everyone. So oh, for sure. someone that's going to work with you better than they would work with someone else. You know what I for mean? Sure. It's just like, that's just the nature of the beast. And do you have like a specific time that you work with them or is it ongoing? 
It depends. So if I, so for instance, I was helping a, a founder work on his pitch to investors. Oh. And so that was kind of a finite thing. He had three big, uh, big pitches that he wanted to prep for. And so those, that was, had a timeline to it. And then um, I had someone at a big four consulting firm and they had interviewed for partner and had not gotten it. And so she had an opportunity to interview again a year later. And so when she engaged me, we had nine months to prep her for that. So there's like time bound engagements like that. And then I also have ongoing, hey, you know, you're moving into a chief of staff role. It's a brand new role, the company or the first chief of staff ever. And everyone's getting used to it. I'll work with you for 90 days and then we can revisit it. If you want to extend that, we certainly can maybe at, you know, less of a less frequency, but that's up to them. The longest one I've had is we were just talking about this. I've been working with her for three years. Oh, wow. And, and she, she is, she's a go-getter. She's ambitious. She's started as a senior manager and she was very good at production work. Okay. So operational doer, like hand stuff to her, it gets done. Yeah. And she wanted to be a strategic thinker, more of a strategic leader. And so now she's um, a senior vice president and the things she's doing, and yeah, good for her, the thing that she's doing and the things that she's worrying about are so much different. So yeah. we were reflecting back like, hey, let's remember the stuff you used to worry about and the stuff that used to be a big deal is like a shoulder shrug now. Yeah. So she's come That's along. Way. That says a lot to, to like your your ability to coach her to that next level. Yeah. Hence, next level coaching. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I love it. So you're also an author. Mm, yes. Can you tell us about your book? Yes. So I have two books. The okay. first one was Hacking Executive Leadership, and that just has a whole bunch of frameworks that people can use. So I was seeing a whole bunch of things work for people over and over again in corporate and in coaching. And during COVID, I was like, let me write some of this down because- I had a lot of time during lockdown. Yeah, we all. And I was going, I was going a little bit batty, so I had to do something <laughs> with that time. So I did hacking executive leadership, and then my latest book is an insider's perspective on the chief of staff. So it's all about what that role is, how to be an effective chief of staff, how to use one if you're a CEO, and then I've gotten really good feedback on there's some tactical and practical pieces on like how to run meetings, kind of what questions to ask for a new team how to prioritize things, all of that's kind of in the back half of the book. And people who who contacted me said, like, this was awesome. Like, thank you so much for this part right here. And I was like, cool. I could have used that book when I was vice president of key accounts and business <laughs> operations. That would have been good for me. Yeah. I'm no longer in that role. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> been there, done that. We are moved, we've moved on. And so you're also a podcaster, right? I am. So I just started this year. So I'm still, I'm still getting my feet under me. But yes, it's been it's been great. I did a whole bunch of podcast guest spots for my first book. And people kept asking me like, oh, like, can I be on your podcast? And I was like, uh, you can if I bake one. Yeah. But enough people asked me, I was like, maybe I should do one. And so I started one. Um, and I've had some tremendous guests on there who who I spoke with a neurosurgeon yesterday. Oh, wow. And I was like, no way would I ever speak to you. But he was just so interesting. And he had written a novel and he was sharing that with people and sharing how to uh, prevent burnout. And I was like, well, that's pretty much universal. So come yeah. talk to me about that. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun and fantastic. What's the name of your podcast? Leveraging Leadership. I love that. Very cool. Now, where can people find you, connect with you, learn about your coaching, buy your books, 
and your podcast. Certainly. The best place to go for all of that is my website. So it's www.nextlevel.coach. So next level, all one word, dot coach. And you've got links to my books there. You've got links to my podcast. I have some free resources people can download. Um, and then if you know you or anyone you know is interested in in leadership coaching, then you can uh, ping me directly there as well. Excellent. You guys will put that link in the show notes. So don't hesitate to reach out to Emily if you connect with her. Think that book can be useful for you or someone that you know or are wanting to listen to her podcast and learning a little bit more about leadership and um, yeah, just getting some tips there. She would be lovely to work with, I am sure. So go ahead and click that link and reach out to her. And I'm sure she'd be happy to have a conversation. Emily, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Yeah, I have two quotes that I like to go to. So one is small wins add up faster than you think. Mm -hmm. So get your daily win, like make it easy, bite-sized chunk, but small wins over and over again, they add up faster than you think. And the other one is around failing in the right way. So failing up and people who are going places have to fail. And Mm -hmm. the quote I like about this is successful people fail more times than others even try. And that's what makes them elite. Yeah, me, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, right here. Yeah, you know. But that's what it takes. That. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's okay to fail. I actually, I don't believe in failure. I feel that if you tried and you did not succeed, it, it just means that that's not for you. It's time to do something else. But at least yeah. you try. You know, and you take you take the lesson and learning and you apply it going forward. You've just made progress. You yeah. do that over and over and over again. You'll have a successful career. You'll have a successful relationship. You'll have a good life. So just getting into that mentality helps people across the board. I love it. You're so awesome. I loved your energy and just like how laid back you are about what you do and just like those leadership roles. Because I think sometimes people think of um, people in executive roles are stuffy and they're and you're not, you know, and they're they are relatable. And it's so great to talk to somebody who's had that expertise and is out there helping others reach that next level. Thank you for the feedback. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, love love your show and um so happy to be on and thank you so much for having me. You are you are welcome, Emily. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things, and I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.